Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples and Mar. <laughs> you, can't have a redo. you can't have a clap in the intro. I think Marvel sucks. No, it doesn't. No, it really does. No. Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples and Marvel sucks. My name is Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. Welcome back to another edition of everyone's favorite Marvel podcast, I think it's safe to say. Uh, and welcome to the over one-year anniversary of the release of Spider-Man Far From Home in theaters. Uh, this For a is... second, I, w- I was thinking, how old is this podcast? Surely it's older than a year. <laughs> it, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very it is much is. older than a year. I yeah. am... Uh, just trying to convey to the audience how sad I am that we mm. have not had fresh Marvel content for over a year. Uh, Jordan, on a scale of 1 to 10, how depressed are you every day when you wake up knowing that today is the day that no new Marvel content will come out? I'm an 8. Yeah, so I haven't noticed, really. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it's been a year is pretty crazy to me. I feel like that was... We saw... Far from home earlier this year, like we didn't. It was over a year ago. Yeah, and I it eats me up inside. I mean, granted, we have had seventy plus episodes of you mentioning how you know lukewarm to Marvel you are, but still, I feel like I wouldn't mind seeing a Marvel movie. Uh, yeah, but God, I just I'm saddened every day. So for today's episode. We went back in time a little bit further than Spider-Man because we're really digging deep into the uh, Marvel treasure trove of all past films. Uh, And we decided to dive right into the Blade trilogy, starting with 1998's Blade 1. And speaking of sad boys, we invited our favorite one back on the podcast. We're here joined by Kyle Juke Johnson. Welcome back, Kyle. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad that I am your favorite sad boy. Yeah. And where did Juke come from? I don't even understand. Uh, It was a... uh, I totally thought that was going to be an inside joke. It's an inside inside joke joke that that I'm not in on. It's my own nickname somehow. I have no idea what it means. In a a mutual friend's group chat, uh, he drunkenly referred to you as Juke and then changed your name to Juke in the group chat. So every time you type something <laughs> in the Facebook Messenger group chat, it will come up as Juke said this. I mean, I saw that someone changed my name to Juke, but I, I didn't catch why <laughs> or how or where that came from. And I just didn't ask. It was uh, just a whole bunch of drunk shenanigans and he misspelled your name so horribly it came <laughs> off as Juke. And that is now, I guess That's you wouldn't me. even be seeing it if you're typing it into a Messenger because uh, it doesn't come up with, it just it pops up as a blue bubble to you with words it, in it. That's it, very well, much that's the me. nickname. I'm Juke. Uh, very yeah. much the nickname of an old timey football player. Yeah. There goes Juke Johnson. <laughs> old Juke Johnson. Juke Johnson. But do you like the name? I mean, I can workshop another one for you. No, Juke is great. It okay. fits me perfectly. Don't Kyle... know how. Can't explain it, but I love it. <laughs> Kyle Juke Sad Boy Johnson. Juke Sad Boy Johnson. What does Sad Boy have to do with Blade anyway? I'm talking about I'm sad because we haven't had fresh Marvel content oh. for a year. Sorry, you weren't in on the conversation for the first 90 seconds I was going to say, Blade is pretty like hot topic edgy, but I don't think it's like Sad yeah, Boy. I have a lot to say about this movie. I'm Pete sure. Wentz is in it. Is he? Is he? No, not really. It's just okay. Deacon Frost looks exactly like Pete Wentz. Okay, me, I was so. about to say that would have been. <laughs> 
Fallout Boy. In, I mean, this was pre-Fallout Boy. This was way before Fallout Boy. That would have been shocking. Uh, this is five years before Take This to Your Grave, right? Really? Yeah. I don't know. That was I should know that as, uh, as the resident sad boy. This is Marvel Sucks versus No It Doesn't, your resident Marvel and Fallout Boy podcast. Uh, here today <laughs> to discuss uh, Blade 1, the 1998 film. Uh, and Kyle, uh, I guess while we're on the topic of sad boys, how how sad are you that uh, you cannot see a brand new Marvel film? I mean, I'm pretty sad, but I'm like, I'm not as sad as you, but I'm not as like uh, ambivalent as Jordan is. So right in the middle. I, I, yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, you know, I, I do thoroughly enjoy Marvel movies. I'm ready for another one, but I'm not like, you know, I, I don't wake up with a sad boner that, you know, Marvel's gone away. I definitely don't wake up with a boner because of how sad I am. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get sad boners in the morning? <laughs> I don't get sad boners in the morning. Uh, uh, anyway, we are Marvel Sucks versus No It Doesn't, your resident Marvel Fallout Boy sad boner podcast. <laughs> and we are here to talk to you about Blade Numero Uno. Uh, so this came out in 1998. This was the very first Marvel hit. Isn't that kind of nuts? That like, is that And is it nuts. wasn't even, it didn't even have the Marvel title crawl on it. Uh, or oh, sorry, yeah. the, the comic book flip pages. It, it just is had very the, 1998. Couldn't it be is, more 1998. It is very <laughs> um, focused on its time. And we do plan on going through the uh, trilogy. And as I mentioned to Jordan on a Spider-Man podcast previously... This trilogy, I do think, follows the exact same way that uh, the Spider-Man trilogy does. The first one is an introduction. It's pretty solid and fun for the universe. Uh, the second one is a better film of what the first one is. And Guillermo del Toro directs the second one, fun fact. Mm, that's interesting. Uh, yes, it's very interesting. Uh, and then the third one is wild, crazy. They threw too many characters into it, and it is just a, kind of a train wreck, but I love it. Uh, so I'm very curious to hear Jordan's opinions, especially since he was far more enthusiastic about the, the Spider-Man trilogy than I was. And yeah. I think thinking back on it after, uh, listening, uh, you know, uh, uh, paying attention to my thoughts and thinking back to those podcasts, I think the reason I dislike them more than the average person is because everyone likes them so much. And I don't really think that's fair because there's so many better movies out there superhero especially like marvel related movies um but uh kyle uh mr juke where does this stand in your where were you in 1998 when this movie came out oh man 1998 i was pretty young uh i'm trying to think i can't i i don't know i don't know what was going on in 1998 i definitely didn't see blade in 1998 um like a spider spider-man i remember seeing you know the first spider-man when it came out what was that 2002 that was 2002 yeah i remember when that came out and i remember seeing it in theaters blade i don't know when the first time i saw it was um but uh i watched it again when we did it on our podcast uh film strippers we did an episode on old marvel movies as well or a whole a whole season and blade was one of those movies that we did um and then this is the third time i watched it for marvel sucks versus no it doesn't <laughs> i have never seen two or three. Oh, really 
I've only seen the first one, and <laughs> oh, this is the man. third time I've seen it. And uh, <laughs> what a shame! So this is—I don't have anything to compare it to. Like this is just this is Blade for me. This is it. <laughs> this is the universe. This uh, is the Blade universe. Do you think since they have uh, announced Mahershala Ali to play reboot Blade in the MCU, are you more excited for that, or are you? Oh, absolutely. That Wesley Snipes will not come back. Oh no, I don't give a shit about Wesley Snipes. Although I was watching the um, TV show for What We Do in the Shadows, mm-hmm. and in the first season, uh, they have like a Vampire Council episode, and Wesley Snipes is part of the Vampire Council, uh, but they have him like skyped in on a laptop, and it's just like Wesley Snipes, and they refer to him as Wesley. Uh, and it's hilarious. So uh, I love that they keep like Wesley in vampire lore and stuff like that. But uh, Mahershala is one of my favorite actors. So I'm stoked for that. I think that's going to be incredible. Uh, and Jordan, a little background on you. You have never seen this movie. No, correct? I had no idea anything about Blade. This is my first. <laughs> you didn't even. You didn't even know vampires. Uh, I knew vampires. Just what's like... your base of vampire lore? Like in media before you saw Blade, yeah, uh, probably cartoons and stuff. I don't think there's been any big vampire media that I've consumed other than not even like Buffy or anything. The Twilight no. Saga. I mean, the <laughs> what we do in the shadows movie. I saw yeah. that. Um, so that is your biggest connection to. I'm vampires. trying to think of any other media. Well, what we do in the shadows and Blade are pretty much exactly the same. So you know, <laughs> it's, it's they're all in the <laughs> the Shadowverse. Yeah, this movie. So yeah, I had no baseline for what was this movie was gonna be like, and yeah. there some of this stuff, and mostly later stuff, it gets really weird in a way that I quite like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, I was thinking that this would kind of change back to where I am uh, defending Marvel to a T, and you are kind of just shitting on these movies, but. They are a bit wacky. I'm kind of, and I if, think if you little kooky. I think I kooky. am a bias toward anything that is older than about 20 years. Like even if it's kind of, like even if co- contemporaneously, I wouldn't have liked this as much. If you're yeah. crazy and 20 years old, I probably like you, even if you're not like a super technically good movie. Yeah. Okay. I just because the added cultural residue, like this has. Like that's true. You can feel cultural like the, residue, like, <laughs> like the, the the pre the pre echoes. I don't know the. You can feel the Matrix coming behind this. Like this has, mm. I don't know. Oh it, no, it's totally like the whole time I was like, I can't believe the Matrix has not come out yet. Yeah, it makes it time. makes the Matrix feel less uh, fresh. Yeah, Blade did it first. Isn't that wild? <laughs> it's just a vampire Matrix. <laughs> also, this is all right. So as I was mentioning. This is the first, like, Marvel movie that was a hit. It cost $45 million to make, and it made triple that in the box office. And it's rated R, so that, you know, is already... That's crazy that this... Everything seems stacked against this movie to succeed. There's a lot of superhero stuff. Like, people... When Deadpool came out and it was an R-rated superhero movie, people were freaking yeah. out. It's an R-rated superhero movie. It has a black lead, which we didn't have again until Black yeah. Panther... 20 that years wild? later that's and this this was a hit this i yeah. don't know why they didn't i i mean i get not wanting to put wesley snipes in the mcu and all that uh even though he has campaigned uh before ali was recast uh he wesley snipes campaigned to be brought back into the fold and he's like i'll still play blade i love it yeah. um i'm glad they 
cut their ties there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, maybe he'll have a cameo. That could be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Uh, okay. So back to my original. This is the first Marvel hit. So before this, we have Captain America, nineteen forty-four, which I have never seen. Uh, the budget was one hundred eighty-two thousand dollars, <laughs> and it made less than that. Uh, and then nineteen eighty-six, we have Howard the Duck. Uh, which I've never seen. The budget was. Are we going to end up watching? Oh, that? you got to see Howard we, the Duck. Kyle, we might have Kyle back on because that was one of <laughs> yeah, his other. Yeah, bring me back for Howard the Duck, please. <laughs> I've seen oh, super boy. cuts of Howard the Duck. Like, just like here are some weird moments. Howard the Duck is something. Marvel release Black Widow on Disney Plus. You're killing me. You are literally <laughs> killing me. Did you watch uh, Hamilton? Speaking of Disney Plus, I did not watch Hamilton. Did you watch Hamilton? I watched Hamilton just because I was like, oh, everyone's been talking about this forever. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, time to get in on this cultural moment from five I years did. ago. It, it was funny. Uh, I was at my um, best friend Keith's house this weekend, and he set up his man cave, and we were drinking, and uh, he's—I don't know how we got to here, but Dis- Hamilton was on Disney Plus. And we were there with his girlfriend, and she's like, I want to watch Hamilton because I haven't seen it, and I hear good things. We're like, okay, yeah, we'll watch Hamilton. And then somehow me and Keith get to talking about Straight Outta Compton, the film, Uh uh, which I had never seen. And Keith's like, we got to watch this. So we watched it. That movie is nearly three hours, which is longer than Hamilton. It is longer than (laughs) Hamilton, but uh, it was good, and I enjoyed it and everything, Uh, but then... They were like, you want to start Hamilton? I'm like, I cannot commit to another three-hour <laughs> block of yeah. of movie right now. Uh, but I almost watched Hamilton is the moral of that story. I yeah. will watch it at some point. We'll have to talk about it. Now I don't that have that many thoughts about it particularly. I feel like because it's, it's just been so thoroughly digested by yeah. other people. Like I, yeah. I feel like I'm mostly just echoing the what opinions of someone. So. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Disney Plus, since I've given you my login password, how are, how are you enjoying the service? I pretty much just watch Hamilton. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> I scrolled around to see what else was on there, and I, I yeah. was like, oh, Lizzie McGuire? That's crazy. <laughs> so I watched an episode of Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire and Hamilton. Yeah. And, and that show's got super 2000s editing, just like all these wacky jump cuts and stuff. And like, I don't know. It, it was very a product of its time. And you're aware that every MCU film, well, not every, but most MCU films are on the service. Yeah, I was aware. And so I watched Lizzie McGuire. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Lizzie McGuire sucks versus Noah doesn't. (laughs) Um, Howard the Duck, the budget was 37 million. The box office was 38 million. So not a great return, but a return nonetheless. Uh, and then we have the 1989 Punisher, which I have not seen. I would love to watch this movie. I'm uh, down. Come okay. over. We'll watch it. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen it. All right. Kyle is setting himself up to be a recurring guest on several upcoming editions. <laughs> uh, ep- I can't believe you haven't seen Blade 2 and 3. I almost feel bad about not having you on one of those instead of this one that you, I, someone has I think made it'd be you funny see. <laughs> if you had him on three, he didn't see two, so he'd only seen one in three. Just one in three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You've only seen the the you haven't seen the best one <laughs> although i mean maybe the reviews are wrong it does seem like two would be the best one because guillermo del toro and also people say it's the best one but i haven't seen it so i mean i have seen it but i haven't seen it since i watched all three of these like back to back what a wild summer that was i got into the blade trilogy 
<laughs> it was, I think it was 2008, I want to say. And by aforementioned, best friend Keith was like, you gotta watch these movies. So this is 10 years after the first one came out. We watched one. They were all Netflix DVDs. Uh, and they came in the mail. We watched one and two back to back. And then he was leaving the next day and three didn't show up in the mail for some reason. And I called my dad at work. I'm like, dad, you gotta stop by Walmart. You have to get Blade <laughs> Trinity for us. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> did he? <laughs> he? He did. He stopped by, but they did not have Blade Trinity, oddly enough. Oh. The four-year-old Damn. at this point, Blade Trinity. So uh, me and Keith were left with two, and we didn't get to find out how the trilogy ended. And then two weeks later, I went to the beach. I bought Blade Trinity, uh, and then I came home, and I absolutely loved Blade Trinity when I watched it. It was so good. So I'm curious. Um, this felt a little bit like Spawn, which came out the year before. Yes. Um, Spawn, uh, our our mutual friend Marshall uh, got me into Spawn, and we watched that several times as kids. That was like one of our go-to. We want to watch like a violent superhero movie. So that one I remember pretty well, more, more than Blade, and I'm not sure why and i haven't watched it in forever so i can't really do like a fair comparison now i watched spawn around the same time i watched blade and i really did not like spawn uh, yeah the movie i hear the cartoon is pretty okay um the hbo cartoon but mm-hmm. yeah i i don't know i i didn't i guess he just came off as like poor man's ghost rider at the time yeah it's crazy to say uh um, i don't know anything about spawn He's not Marvel, so you don't need to worry. You're pretty. Well, what kind of powers he got? Uh, he does all right, Kyle. Correct me in the because I watched this movie. Oh, it's been a while for me too. Okay, we so don't 12, want neither one of us wants to go on. Let's record compare right now. notes. Let's go on record and let's say this is the definitive <laughs> history of Spawn. Definitive um, history. Definitive history. Uh, so a man is married and has a daughter, and then he dies and goes to hell. And then he is, dies in like a fire or like yeah. an acid bath. It's very like <laughs> it's very cool esque where he yeah. like gets all deformed and stuff. And then right. he comes back as Spawn and doesn't he kill like like I he's a totally... hell Spawn? Yeah, he is from hell and okay. he comes back and his best friend has married his wife and fathered his daughter since he has died. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't which... remember that at all. <laughs> That's really <laughs> well, I need like, to watch Spawn. I don't. I don't think Spawn holds up. Uh, anyway, if I can return to pre. Wait, what's his power though? He, I don't remember. I think he's just. <laughs> I remember. I'm pretty sure he has like, like super chains, strength. like go, like Ghost Rider has. He has like chains. Yeah. He's like super strong. He can regenerate. Um, you know, Marvel think... and DC have a lot of Bugs Life versus Ants superheroes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like very, yeah. very similar in a slightly different way. Yeah. Yeah, but for some reason, Blade reminds me of Spawn rather than like Spawn reminding me of Blade or something like that. Well, I don't Spawn know. did come a year before Blade, so yeah. Uh, all right, I'm looking this up, uh, it, and it was also New Line Cinema. So New Line Cinema uh, picked up, you know, Spawn. They're like, this was a hit. Let's turn another comic book into like a rated R kind of '90s hit because uh, this the budget for Spawn was 45 million, and the box office was almost 90 million. So not quite as so good they as gave him the same budget then they did uh and it's interesting that they didn't go back to uh um re like make sequels to this or anything yeah yeah um, 
Um, what's interesting though too is uh, so Spawn is black as well. Um, so it kind of feels like there's some sort of African American cultural impact in these sort of superhero Hollywood movies that are coming up in the late '90s, which kind of fell off for a while. I mean, we had uh, we had Spawn, we had Blade, um, we had like Catwoman, uh, and then like Hancock. Whenever that was, Will Smith. <laughs> Does that count? That was. Uh, I, I wouldn't count that as like a comic book movie. It's more of a superhero like- movie. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be, like, comics, right? It's, like, Hollywood superhero movies, like, you sure. know. Um, but, it, and then that kind of fell off for a while and didn't come back until, like, Black Panther, right? Yeah. That all uh, checks out. I mean, Black Panther was more of, like, a mainstream hit, whereas, you right. know, you weren't taking your children to see Blade. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And then you, uh, so, okay, Jordan, Spawn's abilities are superhuman strength, speed, agility, and endurance, immortality, healing factor, uh, martial arts, swordsman, marksman, athlete, acrobat, teleportation, shape-shifting, necroplasmic energy. The first ones were all just like, blah, but teleportation, (laughs) that's a power. Immortality, who cares? Let me teleport and shape-shift. Necroplasmic energy, resurrection. Which seems like you wouldn't need that wouldn't if you're immortal. It. Yeah. Uh, multiple demonic powers, <laughs> energy manipulation, demonic cape. So I demonic guess he's got that doc- cape. Doctor That's more Strange of a style choice than a power. Yeah. Uh, weapons, cape, and chains, uh, telepathy, and time freeze. Seems well, like he's kind of got all the powers, one. huh? Spawn is OP. <laughs> yeah. If, Nerf why Spawn. Why with just like super strength and stuff? Like that's. I mean, I have never. So this he was Spawn was published by Image Comics, which I've never heard of. Oh, Image is dope. I mean, Image is Walking Dead, Southern Bastards. Like they do a lot of like more realistic like. Okay, stuff. yeah. Uh, but what Marvel um, properties does it own? It does. Marvel is separate. It, yeah, there's that's Marvel. What I there's DC. It's there's garbage. Image. There's Dark Horse. These are my Reeboks. Um, what Nikes do they make? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's, I'm trying to think, um, there's a really famous image superhero. Spawn. Invincible, I think, is the name of the series. I've never heard of him. Hmm. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. I haven't read a whole lot of it, but it's pretty um, good. What do you say we dive into this movie? Uh, yeah. if you Instead both... of talking about everything else? <laughs> if you both have, uh... <laughs> um really gotten the point that i've drilled home uh the last movie leading up to this so far the only financial hit was howard the duck and then you have <laughs> the 1994 fantastic four movie that was seemed to go straight to youtube i don't even know if that went into straight the straight <laughs> to youtube straight to youtube in 1994 yeah the Get budget on was your a, dial up aol <laughs> the budget was a a, a million dollars and there it says it doesn't have box office numbers on it wasn't it just there's, to keep the rights i think that's why I they prob- made that yeah yeah probably um, which because i think there's a documentary about how they like the production was just nonsense and terrible and it was never really even intended to be seen yeah they just didn't want to yeah. lose the rights which is weird cuz those rights have been squandered so many times like, <laughs> no one's ever made a really good fantastic four i mean i like that the one with Chris Evans was. I mean, I remember watching. There that are two. There are two of those. Yeah, they were, those right, were okay I'm, back in the day. I mean, we might have to dive into them. 
Maybe. Uh, at some point. We're yeah, who's, who's the I, I'm going to request to not be on that episode. <laughs> well, you've I'll already claimed the like the next I'm already seven. on Howard the Duck, all right? That's Howard the Duck and Spawn. Good. And Spawn. <laughs> I don't need Fantastic sure Spawn. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to watch Spawn. Who's the and Invisible Woman? Related. In uh, Jessica Alba. Ah, that's who it was, yeah. That's a good movie because of that. Because um, <laughs> of that. All right, uh, so we start at the vampire rave, or I guess first yes. we start at the pregnant Blade being born. Yeah, with vampire so mom. You know nothing about Blade, Jordan. Correct? Nothing at this about point. It. Okay, so you don't know that he's referred to as the Daywalker, and he has all the perks of the vampires and none of the bad things. I learned but, that during the movie. Yeah, you learned that in the first two minutes. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't know that going in. No. Which, I mean, when I watched these for the first time, I was fresh to it. Well, Blade also, was a character. apparently, they changed him significantly from his comic book. Did they? Origins, yeah. Like, he, his powers change in this compared to what he mm. had. Oh. I, and his weapons I only, change a little bit. I know him from Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which I guess did come well, out after Blade Subsequent did. comics, he had the powers from the movie, basically. So it changed his character going forward. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That, okay, so that makes sense, because that game was my first exposure to Blade, but... I yeah he had the same powers as the movie so I didn't think much of it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they changed for this movie? I think he was just weaker in general. Like he was He's pretty strong in this. Yeah, very. Um but he was like uh he hated vampires more. He also his daywalker stuff was a little bit different than it is in the movie. Um okay. Like he had more more of the drawbacks of being a vampire. I, I don't know, I don't remember all of it, but he was I mean I just briefly saw this on Wikipedia. I also After feel the like, um, uh, so the, the opening scene, the, the rave, mm-hmm. uh, blood rave, the blood rave, which is, uh, <laughs> the first time I watched this movie, I, I, it was either the rave scene or the scene halfway through the movie where Deacon Frost is, they eat that dude or they suck the blood from the dude and then he makes out with this girlfriend Yeah, and I am... 15 i guess when i'm watching this uh and my father walks upstairs past that scene none of the badass vampire fucking beheading <laughs> and all that he watches this makeout scene where they're making out an all bloody face yeah my dad's my dad just looks at me he's like this is a sick flick and walks away <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so that was my father and that was not helping my dad uh, you know get him over to the side of comic books uh that which has been my life goal after convincing Jordan that they're pretty great. Yeah. Um, now, how little I was like knew about Blade comes across in this scene because when the, it starts raining blood, I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, because they're <laughs> vampires. <laughs> like, it took me a second to be like, ah, oh, yeah. So, but they do reveal that they are vampires shortly after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, but when okay. the blood started, my first thought should have been like, oh, because they're vampires. Yeah, nah. if you were a familiar with the lore. I was just like, oh, they're weird, gross ravers. <laughs> that's how ravers are. <laughs> no, that's how all raves were in 1998, don't you know? Yeah, that was, uh, again, a very 1998 moment. <laughs> this well, this also fits in with the aesthetic of like Ben Affleck Daredevil and mm. all these early pre-MCU movies that were starting to make money. and But the soundtracks to those were like Evanescence and like Seether and... I, I'm so curious why the soundtrack to this, and as far as I can remember, the other two have similar, like, techno, late 90s electronic music, which 
I think it's like Why? meant to fit in like in and again maybe this is because my lore of vampires is sort of shaped by Blade in a way like Blade and Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff like that but it feels like with the the techno the rave stuff it feels more uh lucidly sexual in the way that that's the way vampires are supposed to be it's like oh yeah do mdma and hook up with somebody and suck their blood you know like i don't know that's just how it feels like uh, i guess it fits more than a sort of edgy hot topic vampire kind of way you know it definitely does not feel like a i I mean i guess did but this would have begotten hot topic hot topic it would have it, it certainly would have but i it would have been weird if it was like evanescence and shit you know like i don't know it, it wouldn't have felt I would have as fucking loved it <laughs> you but already loved Blade it Blade isn't like an emo vampire he's emo very vampires. much like a... but I, i'm just oh, i mean this movie aesthetically to me i think the closest you get to this movie with any pre-mcu marvel is ben affleck daredevil am i wrong yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Which, you know, I feel like they nailed that movie. That movie, to me, as much as it does not hold up, is still a slam dunk. I haven't seen uh, Elektra, though. Didn't they come out with an Elektra have, in the yeah, early 2000s? Yeah, I have not seen Elektra either. Hey, I you want to come back that. for Elektra? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I going back to the whole Edgelord thing, that's like Deacon Frost is an Edgelord. Oh, yeah. Like he yes. is, like he would live in, in Hot way. Topic. Wake him up inside. <laughs> wake Deacon Frost up inside. You can't wake but, up. <laughs> <laughs> going, um, going back to the rave scene, though, I think that the rave scene is the best scene in this entire movie. I think they blew their what? load at the what? very beginning. I think it's edited perfectly. It's interesting. It sets the tone. And then there's an awesome badass action sequence. The CGI is good. I think the rave sequence feels like how the climax should have felt in this movie we'll get to that later but i'm gonna go on record now saying the rave scene is the best scene in blade that's uh, i don't know about that but uh it's certainly a strong start because you you fall in line with what's going on who blade is who his opposition is you just know all that like right off the bat yeah Yeah. and without even any dialogue it's just like party one thing i thought during a lot of this movie is that it felt a lot like i was watching an anime just the mm. way, like, there's, like, because your first bad guy is Donald Logue. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, how and excited then, were you like, being a Donald Logue head? Oh, I, I love Donald Logue. <laughs> so so were you excited? Because you probably didn't know he was in this. Uh, I did because I'm such a Donald Logue fan. So I went in, <laughs> the one thing I know about Blade is I can't wait to get me some Logue. <laughs> you can't uh, wait to pinch off a Logue. <laughs> Yeah, so so anyway, he's like the first villain and then he dies and then he's resurrected which is a, or he comes back to life which is very anime and then like the power levels keep getting stronger toward the end. I don't know. It was all very much like the editing does kind of seem more comic booky and it's funny that you mentioned that because a review I read said uh even like a mod a review that came out within the past 2 years uh said Wesley Snipes captures poses and stances accurate to the comic book better than any other marvel superhero in the history of film comic or comic book films hmm. which i mean other oh, than I robert downey jr i mean it's just kind of i understand what he's saying from like panel to panel like just getting his facial expressions and 
yeah just the way kind of he ends every shot in like a power stance like, yeah he's got know. that like cheeky like smile after he gets like deflects some bullets and shit and he's just like yeah, yeah. He's got some some swagger for sure. Oh, he does. He's, he's. I saw one comment uh, that he had made about it that was basically like he was playing him like a black exploitation kind of okay. uh, Dolomite type figure. Gotcha. And yeah. he definitely kind of has that energy of just like he's, um, I don't know, like invincible and like he, he all his movements oh, totally. are like super strong and straightforward. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he for being he's... a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Maharshal Ali is going to have some big shoes to fill. Yeah. Probably literally. <laughs> if I, yeah, literally. They're big vampire stomping boots. <laughs> um, and I'm curious, because I guess, uh, I mean, how do you make a modern PG-13 blade? I, I'm, they'll do it, and they'll do it well, obviously, but just compared to this, I guess they just really shove, like, all the blood and sex stuff down your throat. Yeah. So let's Modern vampires. So after that first scene, yeah. uh, we get the vampire burning to death nearly and then he's in the morgue table i thought when they were talking about their relationship uh i was just like i don't think one of these guys is in the rest of this they're they're setting up me (laughs) that was a a very (laughs) 90s movie that kind of seemed like a friday the 13th segment yeah like just that sequence of just like we need to introduce these characters and we need to explain like we need to make it obvious that one of them is about to die yeah there's an emotional hook that's immediately gonna be yeah, that seemed straight out of a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Um, but he but, looked terrifying in that, like the makeup they yeah. did with him all charred. Yeah, spooky and stuff. That was that was also that was Donald Logue, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, Blade hunts him down in the hospital, and the cops all show up and shoot him. And he had that great line. Yeah, those cops that I laughed are out loud. Yeah, Shh, dumb cops. Well, they were shooting <laughs> at him, and not like yeah. the gross charred vampire man who was just there like they were completely oblivious to the actual situation (laughs) and it seems throughout these movies i could be remembering incorrectly for the second and third one but just the world seems so oblivious to vampires when it just seems so obvious they they were that part of this reminded me of um they live by john carpenter uh-huh. That movie uh-huh. where like there's there's the two societies living amongst each other and then one kind of controls the other. I don't know. And but plus then they, they have no idea. Yeah. No one's woke enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's I have not seen it. I will take your word. Uh, I like I, that, movie. I do, that movie. You haven't seen They Live? I don't think so. No. Yeah, you should watch it. That's a that's yeah. a funny movie. Like you it's can not leave the podcast. Jordan and I will finish. You need to go watch They Live right now. <laughs> they live yeah there's there's uh, a fight scene in the middle of that movie that goes on forever yeah it's just these two guys who are friends later in the movie but they just beat the crap out of each other for like eight minutes like it's it's ridiculous it's, it it's wasn't like a, even scripted that way like it really? was supposed to go really fast and they were like let's just make this the most like ball droppy like you know manly we're gonna yeah. wrestle each other in a street fist fight and yeah because it's, it's not amazing. Like, like the fights in this movie are all clean and fast and stuff that fight is slow and just, <laughs> yeah. like it looks like the actors are getting hurt <laughs> yeah it's so good uh kyle johnson gave it five stars it's one of my gave, favorites gave five stars wow I'll uh, add it to the list, but uh, I do want to talk about uh, this movie. Sure, sure. Especially uh, Blade's Hideout is super badass. And also, I had no idea when I watched these movies the first time, cr- yeah. legendary <laughs> country musician Chris Christopherson <laughs> is Whistler. 
yeah. which is insane. He, he does a great job too. He's amazing. I had no idea. Yeah, I just Whistler's didn't know what he looked incredible like. Incredible. So when character. I saw his name come up on the credits at the end, I was like, "Well, I recognize that song for or that name from having written songs." Yeah, he's. I've met him. He has performed at the Paramount. Oh, and he was. I mean, that was twenty years later. Did you mention Blade uh, so, to him? <laughs> I know because I didn't know until last night that he played Whistler. Did you hobble over to him and ask him how his cancer was? I would have got him on the podcast for this shit. <laughs> like, goddamn. Could you imagine if I'm just, you know, getting ice backstage or something and I say, uh, your dressing room is here, Mr. Christofferson. Do you want to talk shop about Blade for a few minutes? <laughs> I would have asked, it had I known. But I haven't seen these movies since 2008. Uh, and that will haunt me forever. I'm just surprised you didn't recognize him <laughs> knowing what he looked like. Like, did you... Do you recognize him when you saw it, or did you only recognize when you saw his name come up? I only by name, because he twenty years That's true. after this movie was filmed, he was already kind uh, of old in this movie. Yes, he was already old, and then add twenty years to that, yeah. and that's when I met him. And he was, yeah, he was pretty uh, rough seeing him. The, I mean, play. I mean, obviously, he still can play guitar and everything, but uh, he has aged. And in this, he seems like a Kurt Russell type. Yes, like he's just. He's all there, and he is a badass, and he's like Blade's go-to guy. He's like the coolest um, version of Alfred. He's yes. like Alfred, but he doesn't have as much money. But he... yeah, and I'm I'm wondering because he, uh, slight spoiler alert, Jordan, he does come back in two and three. That's surprising. And I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm wondering if they were like, you got to bring him back because he's such a hit character. Like <laughs> the, do you think kids the audience love him. was. Re- yeah, I, don't know. You th- I mean, maybe. I mean, kids weren't seeing this, but I he he killed it. He was amazing in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he was. Do you, so, do you think like the script called to kill him off, and then they're like, "You got to bring him back." No idea. I don't okay. know how they're well, gonna do it. We can. I mean, I know how they bring him back in the movie, and when I was watching it, I didn't even notice that. You know, it made sense at the time. It was a per- flawless execution <laughs> of bringing someone back. Um. Anyway, uh, his hideout, super badass. Uh. Are, have we spoken about Deacon Frost yet? Just about his. Just his that he roles? looks like Pete Wentz and he's an edgelord. Edgelord. And he okay. definitely listens to Evanescence. I mean, it just sounds like they're listening to like techno and electronic music the whole time. Um, an interesting tidbit: uh, Jet Lee was apparently offered the role of Deacon Frost. How would that have changed things? Jet Lee, uh, he. I don't think he could be as edgy. Certainly not, but he could <laughs> fight a lot better, probably. That's true. The Deacon Frost didn't really fight at all until the very end. No. And he wasn't, like, terrible. Like, I don't think that choreography was bad. No, I think I think all the fight sequences in this movie, like, hold up overall. The CGI skeletons, like, dissolving. <laughs> yeah. get chopped in that was very Spider-Man up. 1. It is very it's Spider-Man like Spider-Man the same one. asset it's- for the skeletons. <laughs> it's kind of weird that they didn't figure out. When do you think the first good CGI skeleton was? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. So 2003? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like that was just a random I'm going to go and say um, Army of Darkness. When was that? That was, I think, Claymation, though. Because mm. that was, so, I think. So not CGI. That was, I think, 80s. Or it was at least stop motion. Well, it was CGI like, and then it was clay generated imagery. <laughs> I guess. Clay GI. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, that um, used to be how they did it, like with King Army Kong in of, 1933 or whatever. Army of Darkness was 1992. And you think those skeletons hold up? Oh, yeah. But it kind of fits with, I mean, they're hokey skeletons, but it, it's, you know, it fits in with the universe, so. I I think everything about this movie other than the skeletons holds up. And the skeletons aren't even enough to take me uh, out of it. I was going to save it for when we talked about the climax, but yeah, I don't yeah, we think the talk- CGI holds up. Yeah, we, you don't think in what? The end. I'll I'll get more into it, okay, but I don't think that I don't. Yeah, I okay. I don't agree. Okay. Uh, let's keep trucking what, along. What happens then. next? I mean, there's kind of some more I'm, vampire rigmarole. Like there's hideouts <laughs> and the cop comes. I know. Uh, they Donald Lowe confronts him in the train, a train station, and then Blade like pushes his head up against a train. I feel like we're we're jumping though, because that was my next yeah. thought too. But there, there's the thing with the cop, and then he chases down the cop, and the cop goes back they to do. the party, and then they make out with. Oh, blood, that's right. And then that, okay, so that's him. um thirty. I'm reading the plot on Wikipedia right now. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's the Council of Vampires, and Frost is telling them, "Yo, you got to be young and hip. You guys are too old. Yeah. Let's rage wage war on the <laughs> humans." Like, you're not pure, and Frost is like, oh, "I'll murder you." Yeah, and then he does. Um, <laughs> that was a funny scene where they have their their motorcycle bike helmets and all black <laughs> clothing. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of a lot of blood and guts in this one. Yeah, very Resident very... Evil or something. Like like yeah. the '90s loved some slasher gore type stuff some gore absolutely they did the motorcycle helmet sort of uh lore was brought back in what we do in the shadows a tv series as well uh where they put the motorcycle helmets and outfits on and then they sit on a rooftop and try to watch the sunrise and then they start to melt anyway and they're like oh shit we got to go inside (laughs) so it doesn't Um, actually work anymore just in the 90s just in the 90s just in blade in 1998 and blade 19 assuming they don't get back into their motorcycle outfits for two and three i don't know though can't oh, confirm i forgot about the uh pearl the morbidly obese vampire yes <laughs> I, that, that's when i i don't know I, I couldn't believe that when i was seeing that in this movie i was like oh this is so much like because they already had the blood rave and stuff like this movie was already yeah. ridiculous but that was like a level of ridiculous is that i was expecting a male vampire or a female vampire? I think male. I think they showed. Yeah, they say he. They, they refer sh- to Pearl as he, but Pearl is a very female. It could be his last name. Name. So I, I was, I don't know. I imagine, like in my head, I picture morbidly obese female vampire. That was also but... a very anime character design, where someone's just yeah. like super giant beyond the realm. <laughs> just of, like, like lives possibly. in this space with like no explanation or yeah. reason whatsoever. That also felt kind of Guillermo del Toro. Now that true, I know that he's. I mean, I know he's not involved with this one, but just like that kind of, I don't know, the heightenedness of how weird it was. That, yeah, yeah. The, was he could of. have been involved in like the art department or something? I don't know what was he doing. Uh, his name is not popping up, not on, at all, on the accolades mm. list, not at all. Um, cinematography was Theo Van Desande. Yeah, I might be butchering that name. Who also did the cinematography for uh, Little Nicky? <laughs> Cinema's greatest film. <laughs> or oh wait, no, I'm screwing that up. He directed Little Nicky. No, no, he did do cinematography for Little Nicky. I was right the first time. <laughs> G- glad we got that nailed down. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel sucks versus no, it doesn't. Your one-stop shop for all things Fallout Boy, Marvel, Spawn, 
and Little Nicky. <laughs> and Edgelords. And Edgelords. What's our next hot big topic? movie? Uh, well, so they, tor- I mean, they torture Pearl. So that's yeah. happening. That's the first time we, we haven't talked about the female lead nearly enough. Oh, yes. Like, so she, she survived come the up zombie at all. attack. In fact, she has not come up at all. She survived the zombie attack, then learns and, that she has zombie blood in her, or vampire blood. And I uh, don't think she comes back in the other movies. I might be mistaken. I don't remember her. But That's crazy, because they definitely set her up to, like, continue working in the background on a cure slash also yeah. the serum. I, I mean, she very well could be, and I'm just totally blocking out her character, but I... Yeah, I guess she was not as popular as Whistler, whereas she stayed alive and they didn't want her to come back and Whistler died and they wanted him to come back. I bet she's in the net. Like, I feel like that'd be crazy if she wasn't. She's a huge part Let's, of this movie. We can look it up. Nah, nah, nah. Up. Let's just keep plowing ahead. All right. <laughs> we won't spoil it. Okay, uh, so Pearl the Fat Vampire. Um, then they go to the map and, glass And room. also Blade, the whole time in the background, Blade has this serum... To prevent himself from the sucking the blood of humans, he has a serum. And it hurts that terribly. Keeps, yes, for some reason. But he does it. He does it to keep his thirst down. Yeah. Uh, so he does not harm any humans. And then, uh, while experimenting with the anticoagulant, um, Karen discovers that it explodes when combined with vampire blood. Yeah. That was used cool. to great effect later in the film. Yes. <laughs> and I do like uh, when. They get Blade at the end, like toward the during the falling action, and he's like, "You should try the this drug. It's like really great." <laughs> and then he's like, "Nah, I don't need it. I'll just drink regular blood." But how cool would that have been if he tricked the main villain into exploding himself? Would have been tight, pretty tight. <laughs> Although the movie would have ended half an hour early. Um, Karen manages to synthesize a vaccine that can cure the infected, but learns it will not work on a human vampire hybrid like Blade. Um, and then she will, it says she will spend years or take years to cure his bloodthirst. Um, and then Frost and his men attack the hideout and they infect Whistler and abduct Karen. And then he also like wears sunscreen and goes outside yeah. with that, that school girl. That, I'm like, if they can wear sunscreen, then they're probably fine. It's so weird because right before that was happening, I was like, SPF blocks UV rays. If that's the thing in the sunlight that kills them, they could put on sunscreen. And then like the very next scene, he's in sunscreen outside. And I was like, <laughs> get I out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like that's such a weird like because it, it felt like a silly idea that would be bad to include. Like, yeah. like, couldn't they just wear sunscreen? And then they were doing it. I was I know. Very strange. I think they did that well though because they like it doesn't work flawlessly. Like you're still risking being out in the sunlight, but if you do it right, you know, you can at least do enough to to murder somebody and, you know, or throw call a girl a in front of a bus. Throw a, throw a kid in front of the bus. Yeah. yeah. And also Blade just like, I mean, he seems to be at an advocate for humans, but he just like totally shot Deacon Frost while he was holding that girl. I'm like a stray bullet. I guess he's also confident in his in his yeah, shots. Yeah, he's got super aim Super like all aim. vampires <laughs> or daywalkers like at least day. he's the only daywalker so yeah um one out of one s- daywalkers agree can shoot a <laughs> perfect aim. hostage so, i don't know any comments on that scene other than get out of my mind 1998 that's pretty blade. much it um 
And then Blade goes to rescue Karen. They also uh, show early on, which I really liked, his sword has that attachment to it where it cuts off the mm-hmm. hand of anyone holding Very it. Very Chekhov's gun. It's like, we know yeah. this is coming back. That's an important yeah. thing to know. That was dope. I like that a lot. Yeah, that was cool. And um, they did it more than like one time. It wasn't just like a... To do more than know. one thing, like yeah. with the stone at the end. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it that was really cool, too. That's why I like the entire last fight sequence. Like, I think it holds up. I And I think at this point, we're to the point in the movie where... Whistler has died and Blade goes to... I gotta say, I think this is one of our worst jobs describing the plot of a movie. <laughs> well, I mean, we read all... We read all we read, I, I think we were all over in no, all three no, I do. Movies. I would also say that maybe one of the weaknesses of this film is the exposition and stuff. Like, there were some scenes where they're explaining stuff and scenes, and I kind of zoned out, and I this movie's really just about fights. Yeah, I think... I, I 100% agree, and yeah, I think, that's fair. you know... We have mentioned on the podcast several times the hardest things to talk about are the fight sequences. Yeah. And this movie seems to be a majority of fight sequences. Yeah. Uh, and then, as far as I can remember, 2 does touch a little bit more on the lore and it's more artsy. And then 3 is just Fight Fest 2004. <laughs> which I, mean, I also... Yeah, I'm excited also because uh, Ryan Reynolds plays... Basically, his audition for Deadpool. <laughs> he plays a character that is exactly like Deadpool. I mean, that's... In Blade Trinity? In Blade Trinity, he plays oh, Hannibal. Uh, and his sister is Jessica Biel, and she has a bow. So she's oh, like, I like Hawkeye. Jessica Well, Biel. shit, now I have to see Blade Trinity. That sounds yeah. amazing. Oh, it's great. I love Blade <laughs> Trinity. That's the only one of these three that I've watched twice, I think. Maybe I watched two twice. Because Blade 2 is on Netflix. It was like one of the first Netflix streaming movies. Uh, and I was just like, you know, what what should I watch? I'll watch Blade 2 because it's this or so many B-horror films that Netflix could afford <laughs> at their application's launch. Um, but I do remember showing my college roommates who at the time we were all in high school. I brought this, I brought Blade Trinity to the beach and they were like, we were watching, you know, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and just like high school boy comedy stuff. And I'm like, Guys, wait till you check out Blade Trinity. And they both hated it. <laughs> they described it as a form of torture. And I was very upset that they did not appreciate Blade Trinity because I loved it. That's hilarious. Uh, and then in hindsight, it uh, probably doesn't hold up as much. I'm going to rewatch it, so we'll find out for sure. Jordan will uh, be able to tell me whether yeah. or not it's good or bad. All right, back to um, the movie at hand, though. Back to so back really, to we're Blade just at one. the fight scene now. We're just we want to go in on yeah. that. Okay, yeah, I do. So, what? how does this? Before we get all. to the fight scene, can we talk about Blade's mother coming oh, into yeah. the picture? I forgot about that. That was kind of dumb. It was very dumb. Yeah, yeah. Why did they do that? I don't know. I don't know. Like that's the thing. Like I don't understand a lot of these things. Like it, it feels like, uh, oh well, we have to put you know his mom in there because you know family and that's part of his lineage. Was and so just... let's just say Deacon Fro. Oh, I killed your mother. Like, are they trying to do some like fucking crazy like Star Wars reveal? Like I killed your mother. Now we all care and understand think... how evil Deacon Frost is. I think it was more of an artistic decision to kind of symbolize Blade, you know, the person he cared about the most was his mother, and the people that he hates the most are vampires. So he has to overcome this love to fully appreciate his hate toward vampires. 
And I think that's why they did it. And now I like their decision. You're going way too deep, I think, yes. for, for Blade. His mom and him also had a weird vibe. Sexual yes. energy. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> it felt a little I, edible. I, 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 but that's that's just vampires. Vampires fuck everything. <laughs> Even vampires their moms? Love, I bet. That's a good question. We should look that up. In <laughs> You're the Do the vampires, vampires for sure. fuck? Hey, Siri, do vampires fuck their moms? <laughs> Siri's not sure. I I bet they do. I bet like it's just all there's a whole bunch of vampire inbred inbreeding because you know like there aren't a lot of them at the start. It's like it did British seem to like with the whole council they're like you're not a pure blood. Yeah. Like it seems like incest we, seems like something vampires pure? would do. Yeah, they totally very Euro- like European aristocracy. They were keeping those yeah. bloodlines closed and then getting <laughs> all deformed. Have you seen like uh, some of the old? Uh, there was some king of Spain who's just like so incest screwed up. But no, basically inspiring oh. it, like Vlad the Impaler or something. <laughs> huh. I have not seen him. Here, I'll look it up. I mean, I'll, I don't know how okay, I'll show it. It's also weird it. to me yeah, that you can like see it on your Zoom screen. Va- these this like the vampire council can be all like, "Oh, you need to be a pure blood and lineage," and somehow it doesn't feel like the same thing as like Aryan race white supremacy. Even though it's kind of the same ideals, like oh, you can't let anybody in here to mess up our pure blood. Uh, it just doesn't feel as evil. I thought even it felt Harry Potter. It, it was like it was like Muggles uh, and wizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was Definitely. Voldemort though, even though he was the half blood guy or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> the metaphor doesn't really fit. No, but it, it is. <laughs> it's got the same kind of vibe to it. So what you're saying is the Vampire Council are not white supremacists. Mm. I, I mean, they're pale supremacists. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are uh, sunscreen advocates. Mm. All of them. And they hate Deacon Frost, which, you know, maybe did they create their own enemy with Deacon Frost? Were they just abusing him his whole life because he's a mudblood? That's very possible. That's actually then, not a bad take. This movie gets even more artsy and thought-provoking yeah deacon frost was the outsider and it caused him to lash out and create this new race of vampires so that he could be accepted and become the leader i want a disney plus prequel solely focused on deacon frost (laughs) we need that deacon frost lore i want want a little background i mean just a six episode series on how he is you know uh and then yeah i guess blade he's not an interesting enough person though maybe just make it a, a side episode of a you know a blade uh side show or something i think that might be what part of my qualms with blade is is that deacon frost is a bad guy but he doesn't like i i didn't feel i don't know attached to deacon frost in any way or interested in his character or like what he would do it's just like oh what's the most evil thing that they can do oh deacon frost is gonna do it yeah uh, okay, Jordan is pulling up this image, which all of our listeners can see. <laughs> I know. It's, this is this was the king of Spain, and I, I mean, it's not a photograph. Maybe the painter was just no, really no. Shitty. That's the, another <laughs> thing about this is it's not a photograph. And in these paintings, they fixed him up to make him look better than he was actually described in written accounts. He looked more. And that, that's the pure the pure blood. Yeah, because he was so inbred. Like it took him like ages. He didn't talk till he was like twelve. Uh, his lower oh, jaw really? was so it protruded so far that he had trouble chewing. 
Like he couldn't <laughs> eat. Like this guy wow. was just like, I like wow. non-functional. He as was a human. royalty, Jordan. Yeah, royalty. Anyway, this is what you get when you're a vampire. Is the moral <laughs> of the story. And he's probably richer than all of us. Uh, for uh, sure. Certainly true. Um, so this last fight sequence, how do we think? I, I loved it. I think it holds up spectacularly. I, I uh, liked the flow of the story in the fight sequence. Like, you know, we mentioned the sword going into the rocks and Blade getting his serum. And we talked earlier about how the serum makes a vampire blood, made stuff explode. So, like, that was a really cool uh dynamic but as far as it feels like the cgi up until the final scene felt decent it felt good enough especially for 1998 and then it felt like they really phoned it in in the last scene and we're like oh yeah he cuts him in half and separates oh, and yeah. just make like a bunch of like bubbly blood who cares yeah, that particle and it just kind of it looks so shitty compared to the rest of the movie i like the sword fight that was really cool. Yeah. Because you're the whole time you're wondering, like, when is Blade going to use his sword, like, on another sword? Also, yeah. can we talk about the skeletons inside the other skeletons? Like, the little bat people <laughs> skeletons that were coming out of the mouth of the oh, other skeletons? Oh, yeah. That was like, why? Was... Where? What? <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. The, it was like, really weird. Into... Like it does. It, it's almost like they were like, "All right, uh, let's just make this as outrageous as we possibly can. Can we pull this stuff off?" And no one was like, "You know, I don't know if we can really pull that off to make it look cool or neat or like, you know, let's just make it. Uh, it, it would just look kind of weird." And someone was like, "Ah, it's in the script. Let's do it." And they showed it so many times. Like they showed. Yeah. Like, it's almost like they showed every one of the twelve people who exploded the skeleton. Like it was just like, yeah. Here it and is. it's like Here they it were is. super proud of it. Yeah. Like, check out this awesome cgi but it wasn't awesome it'd be like it's like if the spider-man fucking goblin bomb thing went off like five different times yeah <laughs> that would have been terrible <laughs> uh were the were the skeletons like because they flew away were they supposed to be skeletons of bats it was like their vampire soul or something inside their human form like but they have wings yeah. there's no explanation for it yeah and they're also really it's just big. meant to be like horror imagery and it's not good yeah I really like the setting of it, though. That that room they were in was super yeah, cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, like, I think the fight sequence, and then, uh, oh, they threw, we forgot that they threw uh, the female protagonist down into the cave with her hospital. Yeah, boyfriend. which was another, like, why bring him back, too? Like, it, yeah, Because they set him up to have a promising relationship. Oh, it was set him up by him asking once, like, what happened to us? Like, yeah. What uh, did happen? We he know he's going to come back now. We got to get that uh, that whole storyline, and we got to give it some Who closure. Who would you rather have been in that cave? I would rather the giant thing in Star Wars been in that cave. Sarlacc? The Rancor? Yeah. Uh, not the Sarlacc, you Well, if you're throwing her into a pit, that's where you <laughs> find Sarlaccs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Rogue One is totally your favorite Star Wars movie. Rogue One's pretty good. Uh, yeah, but it's for people who don't are who aren't fans of Star Wars. Love it. <laughs> That's who it was made for. It was a well-made movie for people who don't have all this. Fandom. My favorite Star Wars movie might be Knights of the Old Republic, the video okay, game. So that is a yeah. video game. <laughs> Not Pod Racer. Mm, I mean, that didn't have as much story. Six. That was just racing. It was like Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, yeah holds up um i do also this movie uh 
the falling action is the weakest in the th- in the three movies because Blade is like pretty invincible throughout this entire movie except when they somehow corner him and then they I guess just drain his blood a lot. Mm. Like he's just oh he's just weak because he hasn't had his medicine. Oh, that was also a very yeah. sexual scene when he's I drinking need my her blood. Pills. Yeah, super sexual. There's a lot of sex in this movie for a movie that doesn't have any fucking. In it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just vampires. Um, and and I guess this is so. This is Buffy is out now. Buffy is Buffy is in season two or three. So vampires are starting to pick up. And I guess the crate the vampire craze dies when Twilight does. So it lasts about twelve, fifteen years. I don't think it lasts. I can't like it. It starts with Buffy. Goes into Blade, stops with Buffy. Like where no, you get Angel because you get Angel no for one, five years. No after one cared Buffy. about Angel. Angel went as long as Buffy. Yeah, People but no one cared David about David Boreanaz Angel be a vampire. Angel did suck. I agree, but people watched it. Uh, and then you have the Twilight movies, which were, you know we're making. Yeah, Twilight. I think picked Fugo it back up the, 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 when when the novel came out. The uh, novel came out mid Buffy. Okay, so maybe it didn't stop then. Because I, I wouldn't oh. give credit to Angel for, like, carrying on the vampire legacy. Like, I don't think anyone gave a shit. But I, I think people people cared about Buffy. People cared about Blade. People loved the shit out of Twilight. And I think it picked the vampire thing back up again. And then I guess, because uh, Blade stopped in 2004, they actually made a fourth uh, straight-to-TV movie. No. With Wesley Snipes. What? Uh I think it's Wesley Snipes. I actually own it. I've never watched it. Oh, that's uh, wild. Is that, me, is that not slated to be an episode here? I don't know. Let me let me confirm. I'm going to grab the DVD off my shelf. I don't know how I would watch it. I mean, I guess... You think someone's even bothered to upload that to a torrent site? <laughs> All right, so Probably I have, not. I, I got this for $15 at Walmart. The four film fla- favorites Blade Collection the all four. on DVD films there's a fourth does the film. fourth one explicitly a, say it has this Wesley isn't even Snipes? a trilogy it's a quadrilogy it is a quadrilogy jordan you had the floor i'm sorry does it actually have wesley snipes in it the fourth one i'm looking i'm I, i'm gonna look up this movie it doesn't say it's you have to do an episode I, on I, this. it does somewhere but i don't want to read all this tiny ass you have to do an episode deep, uh well, i mean if if it it's is a wesley part of snipes. the story it's an it's in your quad dvd pack the fact oh, that I've no. never I don't I don't know if I've watched I I bought it because I loved Blade, but I don't know if I ever watched this quad DVD pack. The fourth one's probably the best one. You're sleeping <laughs> uh, on it. Let's what let's if it find was? Out. What if it's just like Citizen Kane? <laughs> what, what's the rating on Letterboxd here? I'm gonna look this <laughs> 2. up. Two point five. Two point five on Letterboxd. That's way which is, better than I would have expected. That's higher than three. Higher that's higher than, than three? Three has a two point three. Hmm. It is not Wesley Snipes. Okay. <laughs> It is Sticky Fingers plays him. <laughs> is that his, is that that his is birth name? Who is that? <laughs> is I have Christian no Zane? idea. Who is Sticky Fingers? S-T-I-C-K-Y-F-I-N-G-A-Z. Is it just called Blade 4? That must have been like it's his... Called, he must have been like a rapper or something, and then he transitioned that to That is acting. a rapper name. Is he a mumble rapper? Uh, <laughs> it's called Blade House of Chiffon. Uh, 90 minute pilot episode that introduces the mythology of the Blade character to a television uh, audience. Chronologically, this series is supposedly set after the events of the final movie, uh, where I'm not going to spoil what happens. Whatever happened to Sticky Fingers' career? 
I'm looking. I'm trying to find. There's no Wikipedia page for House of Thon. It seems like the only reason people are actually upset about it through these letterbox reviews is that it doesn't have Wesley Snipes in it. I want maybe Sticky Fingers is an okay. Uh, yeah, I think blade. those are just salty Wesley Snipe fanboys. Like this might be a pretty okay movie. All right, I'm gonna look up Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers has been in a lot of movies. No. Yeah, Kirk I mean, Jones, also referred to as Sticky Fingers or Sticky, is an American rapper, actor, and member of the hip hop group Onyx, which I've never heard of. Do you think he got that of. name from stealing, or because he loves candy? Because <laughs> <laughs> I know which one it uh, probably we'll is, never but I know, know which one I want it to be. He was in wow, next was- Friday. He was discovered by Jam Master J of Run DMC. Um, yeah, he's been. This guy has lived had quite a career, and no, yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. No bigger milestone like than Blade Four, the TV pilot. Yeah. Although House the movie of on here Shabon. of his that I really want to see is Malibuti, directed by Barry <laughs> Bowles. <laughs> I mean, three friends in, uh, in need of an escape from reality take a hilarious road trip to Malibu for a wild beach party. That does sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Are we becoming a Sticky Fingers podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's uh, in a movie called Vampire Riders with a Z. Okay, so he's already had some experience with vampires. He's done a he's done at least one movie every year since like 1990 since wait 1847 <laughs> before movies before film he's a vampire uh, all right you know what i mean hey marvel the ball's in your court either you can give me a goddamn black widow or falcon and winter soldier something or we're gonna start reviewing blade house of chathon it's up to you balls in your court sticky fingers was in a 1995 spike lee film called clockers uh i mean Blade House of Chathon is his eighth most popular movie on Letterbox, which seems like he's been All in right. some things. Well, now now we got to come back for another episode of Blade. So we I don't know watch how you guys are gonna, I don't know how this movie. Can anyone buy this? I you only have it. Know We're gonna it have exists. to go to your house to watch it. <laughs> oh wow! All right, Jordan, just drive up from Atlanta. <laughs> it's only eight hours for the Blade rewatch. <laughs> the Blade House of Chathon. I do want to know if you can buy that because if I this this DVD set could be rare. Could be. It could be. Let me see what Letterbox says on like where you can watch it. Um, do we can. have any closing thoughts regarding this first Blade film? Uh, well, I let's, let's have just a big... say some opinions. I can say my opinion. Yeah, say your opinion. So there, this movie. The, I already said this that the exposition was kind of like. I, it was hard to pay attention to almost like I just, I so didn't care. And then it was fight scenes and I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. Uh, it's, it's not, yeah, a, it's pretty, it's not a good movie as I, or it, it's not like a good film, but it delivers basically what you want from a movie about a guy who kills vampires, which is that he kills vampires in it in gratuitous ways and says ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, it's great. You're kind of something about skating uphill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle, did I send you that review? I sent it to Jordan. Uh-uh. That line definitely stuck out l- to me, though, because it was—I mean, it's it right at the climax so of the film, and it's like that's what you choose to say here. 
Because he had, uh, he said something great too when the cops shot him at the beginning of the movie. I love that line. Mm. Like, y'all motherfuckers serious or something <laughs> like that. I, that was great. What about when he threw? Uh, this is going so far back, but when when uh, uh, the girl has just been bitten and he saves yeah. her, and then the police are coming and he tosses oh, her he threw across, across the, the street, yeah. like. He did an ocular pat down, and he saw that there was a nice tent that he no could throw one can her survive. Onto. I mean, she she's not a vampire fall. yet. What a resilient uh, lady! I mean, well, if you think about it, Whistler did say, "Why didn't you kill her?" It's like, like I kind of tried to when I tossed her out the window. <laughs> yeah, basically. But then um, he he puts her dislocated shoulder back into place, which she then puts his dislocated shoulder back into place later on in the movie. So yeah, I forgot about that. Was a fun full circle. Fun thing. full circle. No no plot lines left untied. No, they brought everything back. Anytime you saw you see his mother early, she's coming back later. You see yeah. the arm thing coming back later. It, even apparently if you kill a character off, he's coming back later. We just haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> um, so I was looking at Letterboxd reviews for this movie after, uh, right after I watched it. And the first, the highest rated review was, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill greater than I am Iron Man. <laughs> 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 Which I loved. Yeah. Even though it's blasphemy. But I, I do, like, the, and the whole time, uh, you know, that line really stuck at the end of the movie. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm ready for two. I can't wait to watch two. It's such a terrible line, seen. but it's yeah. so memorable. It has no reason to rhyme whatsoever, but you're like, oh, I remember that line in Blade. It does really stick with yeah. you. Um, so I have uh, one or two more follow- final final thoughts. Or Kyle, why don't you give us your uh, final take on the film so i kind of i kind of gave it to you earlier but basically in a nutshell i think blade it's awesome to see uh african americans in the forefront of pop culture big movies which wasn't happening a whole lot up to this point so that's cool um it's a little bit innovative like they put a big budget into it it's a good kickstart to uh sort of marvel franchise before the actual mcu and this i this is when marvel movies started being good. yeah and i think they did it really well um i think that the final scene really took it apart for me i didn't like the cgi i thought a lot of it was hokey the whole bit where he like cuts him in half and the blood like goes blah and it doesn't even look good and then it just shows wesley snipes and he mouths what the fuck very slowly but there's no like he doesn't say it it's very quiet there's no like big booming soundtrack it's just like it's meant to be a moment of tension but it's terrible um you think part of the reason you dislike this film is because you've watched it three times in a year (laughs) no no i i don't think so because i do overall like it but that last scene really kicks it down a couple of notches for me. Um, I don't think it's terrible. I wouldn't go like out of my way to watch it three times in a year. Uh, but you know, I I think it holds up. I think it's fine. I do like it, but it pales in comparison to you know Spider Man, which is right around the corner. Yeah, I mean, just because, and it's probably I'm biased because one, everyone loves the Sam Raimi Spider Man, which makes me automatically dislike them. Uh, and two, 
I mean, even though I still do like them, obviously it's Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I have seen these far less, and I had way more fun watching this movie than I did any of the Spider Mans, which also I've seen a million. Yeah, times. I definitely yeah. had fun watching this movie. It was not a waste yeah. of time. Yeah. No, it's yeah. cool. It's a, it's nice. I, it's fun. And as I watched the trilogy originally, my progression i thought that my ranking of them was three two one and now i think it's going to be two one three mm. but three might still hold up and i'm I gonna have to totally watch the wrong. rest after this man i'm gonna yeah. have to watch yeah. the rest. i do have one more I mean, question so i gave my synopsis of blade but i have to know in the epilogue of the film blade is in moscow yes. why <laughs> he do you want? Well, I don't want to spoil. You don't have to spoil two or anything like that. But does that? So that comes back. That's not just a <laughs> that like. That is where he is at the start of okay, two. Okay, then that's that's fine. It, that's then. interesting. I was just like, it made no sense to me whatsoever. Like, oh, Blades in Moscow now, and you're like, why? <laughs> what? No, like Moscow was not mentioned in the yeah, council or I anything. I never thought about like, that because no I know what happens in two for him to be in yeah. Moscow whatsoever. It indicates that's such confidence point. they had, like making this. They're like, we're definitely gonna t- do a two. Did you see the? Did you see the skeletons and the skeletons? Also, you can. <laughs> of course, we're getting a squeaky. Also, you could go anywhere in the world, and you go to Moscow. Is that like a vampire hub? Like, is there some sort of vampire lord that be. I don't know about in Moscow? There is a great reason that he is there. Okay. And the movie and the crazy thing is, part two came out four years later, and then part three came two years after two. Mm. So there was definitely like a year or so where they were like tabling blade they're like should we do another one like do people want a sequel wasn't uh, there some something i read about wesley snipes being like incredibly like disagreeable and like it was really probably. difficult he, to... he also might have been like didn't he go to jail for tax fraud yeah or maybe it was that that i'm thinking of okay so he might have not been able to it might have had something to do with that <laughs> with his tax evasion um, but I think he's a phenomenal Blade. I also uh, did my research. Blade House of Chithon is apparently a DVD exclusive. It does not exist on the internet. Oh, man. Maybe YouTube. Maybe someone has like, put a shitty port mm. on YouTube or something. I, that's the only place I didn't look. But you cannot buy it on Amazon uh, streaming or anything like that. Holy crap. So I You've have... got a, a relic there in your yeah. hands. This is only increasing in value. Oh, boy. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I like this movie a lot. I think it holds up. I do want to kind of pick everyone's brain as kind of a final thought here on the pod. Why do you think this was the first successful Marvel movie? Like, because we have, I mean, Howard the Duck is the only other successful movie. And you have The Punisher and Captain America and Fantastic Four, which those movies were probably just made so poorly that they didn't work. But what do you think Blade has going for it so much so that it's better than well, all of those other big I'll names? say that I think it's partially because it has nothing to do with superheroes. Like, you don't have to sell the idea of a superhero movie. And the mm. I think the place that superheroes occupied in pop culture before the last, you know, the most recent MCU iterations, and maybe starting with Spider-Man. I mean, kind of starting with Blade, mm. but... Um, yeah, it was much more goofy and cartoons was mm-hmm. what people mm-hmm. thought about, sure. and Blade was very much not that. So you could sell it to a different audience, even though it's kind yeah. of an audience that they didn't go back to until, you know, Deadpool or Joker or whatever, like these new 
more mature ones, or I guess even the first Batmans, like the Nolan Batmans, mm-hmm. not the Tim Burton yeah. ones. Well, I mean, those are. You, are you saying the same audience that saw the Nolan Batman was the same people who watched Deadpool? Uh, I'm just thinking mature like superhero darker, stuff or, instead yeah. of instead of goofy superheroes. Instead of Tim Burton's, su- I think Deadpool is very goofy. Well, I think yeah, that's true. Joker is, but more it's not. Like it's not like Knight. it's not the same kind of goofy. It's not silly goofy. It's like a. Um, Smart less goofy. it's less hokey it's not like you know it's not cartoony it's, goofy you know what i'm saying like, like it's yeah. not bright colors and and goody two shoes like like uh i don't know like like the 60s cartoon spider-man with a goofy animation and like it's clearly aimed at kids like deadpool's not kid friendly sure so it's not that kind of i mean goofy and though this movie did like triple its budget in the box office, like 131 million compared to what they're making with all these other, like with Spider-Man, like that's nothing. So yeah. I, I think after this came out and they were like, okay, we're on the right track. And then Spider-Man came out and they're like, oh wow, this is how we make a lot. Yeah, of but money. my point is that Let's I think it succeeded partially because it wasn't like a very obvious comic book movie. Like if you didn't know who Blade was and you saw this trailer in the mm-hmm. theater, you just you could think it's an original IP. So. Yeah, and they don't they don't have the Marvel logo, the credit roll in at the beginning. So yeah. that also you could kind of you could argue that they were kind of distancing themselves from the comic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I agree with that. That wasn't my first thought necessarily, but I I definitely agree with that. And I think 1998, it certainly wasn't cool to like comics. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't that wasn't something in pop culture. That wasn't something I was going to make a lot of money because you're going to sideline an entire audience. It's like, uh, comic book stuff. Like I, I like fast cars. Give me Fast and Furious. You know, like it, it's not it, Fast and Furious is a great movie, but um, it, it's it. You know, that's not a cool target audience that's going to make you a shit ton of money. So picking a style and a comic book hero that's more dark and broody and riding on the coattails of sort of Buffy and making it more badass and bloody, um, you know, I think really pushed it in the forefront and and actually had it succeed. Because they kind of like, I know you haven't seen Howard the Duck, but Howard the Duck has some adult themes in it too to kind of try to make it inappropriate and sell it in that way. Um, and I think, I think Blade did that well. And also 1998 in, we saw it, especially in Spider-Man 2002, like CGI is getting really big. Uh, like what year was Fight Club? 98, I think. So Fight Club, you know, the CGI at the beginning with the Starbucks cup into the trash can and all that stuff like that was so innovative and huge and took hours and hours and hours to render that kind of CGI. So we're reaching a point in technology in 1998 where we can do this crazy like skeleton burst out of a skeleton. Like this is stuff that people haven't really seen unless they see it in claymation and stop motion and and animation and stuff like that. Like this is, this is innovative for the time. And then I think Spider-Man is the first huge box office movie that really made CGI stand out. How many people do you think returned to watch this movie a second time or rented it after already seeing it uh, because of the CGI skeletons uh, and how wild it hundreds was. like at, at the time in 1990? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I don't think people thought about it that I'm much. Sure, honestly, I can envision some dad being like, 
this is wild. You have this to see so this. Cool. You got. I, even I that, feel like if, even the blood if I was my age worked. now, if I was thirty in 1998, I probably would have had like a huge like, oh my god, look at what the computers can do now. This is so cool. <laughs> I probably would have been that dad. Yeah, it's like he photorealistically gets stitched back together after he's cut in half. (laughs) How does he do it? (laughs) They actually did that uh, one practical. (laughs) They cut him in half. (laughs) They had doctors standing Um, by. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we're all in agreement. Great film. Mm. Great Marvel content. Uh, And Jordan, how, how excited are you to watch two and three? You know... I mean, I'm kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my reaction too. You you know they're putting uh, the X Men movies on Disney Plus at the end of the summer mm. or either July. So I mean, hey, if you want to watch good ones of these, then ay ay ay. Either that or we get a uh, Blade House of Chathon. You can drive eight hours and watch the ninety minute. Maybe sticky maybe you can just watch it and then mail it to fingers. me. You want, I'm not mailing you a relic. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is valuable. UPS this is the only version that. of its kind. <laughs> yeah, this is this thing doesn't exist anywhere else. It could also be on YouTube. What if you really Let's, start uh, digging in and no one had it? Like you can't even find a company that, that made it. Like it just kind of appeared and <laughs> yeah, you look on eBay. Exist. See how many hundreds of dollars that DVD is worth. <laughs> and I've never. Everyone watched wants it. to see Blade Four. <laughs> uh, Sticky Fingers doesn't remember making it. He has no. <laughs> <laughs> there's no one involved has like you interview him this conspiracy goes deeper <laughs> we originally uh, jordan i don't know if you remember this uh but in the early stages of this podcast very early stages uh, i'm talking 2017 uh-huh. we were going to do a side bit where each day we try and pinpoint the exact address of where will smith lives <laughs> <laughs> And each episode, we were going to get further and further to discovering yeah. that. So I would like to, in the tradition of keeping that alive, uh, even though we've let it die. He so probably has horribly, a bunch of copies. Uh, I would, He's probably, he collected all of them and has erased it from the internet. So to, to find... You think this conspiracy goes all the way to yeah, Will so Smith? Yeah, so to find the answer to both of these, I think it goes back to the same source. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... I would like to follow up on this conspiracy because it is on YouTube kind of in pieces. Hmm. Uh, there's like, it's like you can watch 29 smaller cutscenes of this movie. You know how they have like playlists of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's not the entirety of the film, obviously. So yeah, I have one of the last copies. We will do more research and <laughs> find out if anyone has seen <laughs> Blade House of Jathon. I'm kind of curious. I might just like watch it one day. How have you not? Like, I, because... I bought this like at the peak of my Blade interest, and keep in mind that was 2008, so Iron Man was about to come out. Oh boy! And then at that point, I forgot about <laughs> Blade. <laughs> I think you should watch it like, before cause... the third episode, so you can bring it up at the end, just like as an epilogue. I think. I no, I mean, what if I say this movie was so bananas you have to see? Well, it. at least that's an epilogue. Like we'll know how it happens. <laughs> like because now we know the existence of it. I feel like if we do this three-part series without. Getting that closure. Yeah. You need I mean, closure. we should... I would like to do... Uh, it's a shame we already did uh, Fan Four Stick, because I would have loved to do a three-part. Par- three I'm going to... I mentioned this to Jordan, but I was going to try, and while we're in quarantine, and Black Widow is still not coming out, 
and Falcon Winter Soldier has been pushed back a couple months because they can't finish filming until September. Um, but while Marvel is in time stasis or whatever, I was going to continue these trilogies of <laughs> one-off, and uh, I thought it would be fun to keep bringing back the same guests for each episode. Haven't run that by all the guests, <laughs> uh, and Kyle has also just signed up for a whole bunch of other content. I'm in. So. <laughs> We'll see what the future holds. Uh, I would have loved to do a Fantastic Four trilogy, but there's only two of. Them. I would. I want to look at the Four. Captain America from 1944. Yeah, I want to see that. I think we should watch that. I think that would be great. Is that on uh, Disney Plus? What if it? I guess Disney wouldn't have had I, anything to do it, with that. I, they didn't own Marvel till yeah. <laughs> recently. But they. St- I mean, still they're 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 putting all the fantastic or they put Fan Four stick on Disney Plus. They also are going to put the X Men movies on. They're also Jordan. They're putting Days of Future Past on Disney Plus, which is one of my favorite superhero movies of all time, and definitely my favorite X Men movie. Barring I mean, Logan. Logan. Uh, well, Logan isn't really an X Men movie as much as it is just a great me dragging film. my feet to see X Men movies though. It's such like an integral part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is crazy that you're willing to watch the Blade trilogy before you would are willing to watch any yeah. X Men movies. Just do not it's, feel it's the X Men. <laughs> I but you haven't watched any of you haven't seen any of them, correct? Mm-hmm. Aside from Logan, I don't think so. Like maybe. Like some scenes here and there, like at a kid's house, like a friend of mine. I don't know. How did not all your friends just fucking love? Like, I mean, X-Men. I know some. You're of the... the only friend that I have that has such a I deep love, love for X Men. I everybody loves. No one X-Men, loves the X Men. Everyone loves X Men. Um, but I guess that uh, wraps yeah. it up for our uh, X Men podcast <laughs> here. Um, Kyle, thanks so much for coming back on our resident sad thanks boy. Thanks for having um, me. Uh, I would love to have you back on in the future. Um, Howard the Duck. Who knows? Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. We'll have you back on if we don't have another one of these trilogies lined up. <laughs> the Howard or, the uh, Duck trilogy. We, we could do a miscellaneous trilogy. So it's Howard the Duck, the fa- final Fantastic Captain Four. Captain America 44. Yeah, and Captain America 44. Actually, we could do the Fantastic Four trilogy, but we do the 94 Fantastic Four instead of Fan Four Stick, and then we still get the two Chris Evans Fantastic Fours. Oh, I, I was I was always thinking we were at least including the 1994 one. That's the only one I'm really interested in. I was not. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, I that has been discussed since the foundation of, or since we started the podcast, but uh, we never got around to it. And it is all on YouTube, so that could be... That is funny, though. If we have recurring guests and we keep bringing on Liam for the third movie, he's going to keep getting shafted every time. <laughs> he's he's in for Final Four, then, or fi- Fantastic Four, because that's got to be the worst oh, yeah. of those three. He, I mean, Silver Surfer, <laughs> for sure. Plus, you know, Blade Trinity, that's probably going to be the worst. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, we will see what the future holds. I'm still uh, waiting to see Black Widow. So that is... Uh, at least four months before we can do a hype app, just me and Jordan talking shop about what we can't wait to see from Black Widow. All right, well, um, I've been... But until next time... I've been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. I have been Cade Weiberg, and it is always perfect. That's all right. <laughs>